It's the Stack Attack Fantasy Podcast, your one-stop shop to dominate fantasy baseball and football. Come get some. Now, here's a little story I got to tell about three podcasters you know so well. <laughs> I'm drinking. With Nick, Mimi, Trader, Andy, and me, JT. We had a little pocket because <laughs> me and the boys and some victory. The hot new brand, Twitter followers, smash and like because we're in demand. One of us picked Monda C. That was not a move made by not me. The fun is reaching out to the YouTube chat, but guess who's in fishbowl? He's got a backwards hat. Looking through the invites, I ran into a guy. His name was Trader Andy. I said, Howdy. He said, Hi. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> What's up, man? That was up, awesome, brother. <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> Oh, I can't God. tell you how much that took out of me. That's all I got for today, ladies and gentlemen, because that yeah. took me eight hours to prepare so much that I had no idea how to turn on the system. I don't know what the hell's going on. Nick, for you, that was a uh, Beastie Boys joint. Yes. Yes, I think from I 1986. Yeah. I was I was minus four. Um, from the License to Ill album, which is one of the greatest albums of all time. And guys, if you're out there, you either know it or you don't know it. So let it be, man. That was fun. <laughs> Trader that was Andy, awesome. that's for you, my brother. That that, yeah. that was because of the big news from today, man. I've been putting that together, Absolutely. and I, I I had to figure out the last two lines and everything, and I, I was praying that this, this invite came today. But here we Thank are, God. man. We're ready to I, rock, yo, all right? Yeah. I'm impressed. I'm very happy about that. You know, I actually stepped into the room before you knew I was there, and I heard you rapping this. I went upstairs and told my wife, I was dying <laughs> laughing. And she goes, don't tell him you know. And then I, I told my wife we were having technical difficulties. He couldn't go on. And they're like, yo, uh, the, the fancy six-pack saw feet. him rapping. And, and the, no, the fancy six-pack saw him rapping, and they shut him down. <laughs> <laughs> And then you got that dumbass no, Hawaiian I, I, shirt. I love it. Woo! I told you guys, man, I'm all about the Hawaii shirts until we get there, man. Well, not Hawaii, but Jamaica, but same thing. Uh, I, I might be on a little bit of the AOL dial-up today. So uh, if that happens, I apologize, guys. But after there what just happened in the opening, you probably want me off the air as soon as possible, right? <laughs> awesome. All right, guys. Um let, let's just kick this thing off. You guys know who they are. That's Trader Andy. That's that's and Mimi. So, uh, Nick, why don't we start off with uh, your victory lap for this week, man? My victory lap for the week? Went to Maine. Just got back. Had some lobster rolls. Had some amazing uh, barbecue at UConn. And I am now sitting here sipping on some blueberry <laughs> beer from Maine. So, that's my victory lap. Maine lobster rolls are top key. That was like the most douchey millennial statement I've ever heard. Lobster rolls and blueberry beer. No, it's like, awesome. You're, don't hate. You're, don't you're hate. He's so 30 years old, man. Yo, he, sounds like, he sounds like an Imagine Dragon, but go ahead. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> on top of the world. <sighs> that's awesome. All right. All right, Andy. I mean, without further ado, man, what's your victory lap this week? Well, my, my victory lap is because of these two guys. Oops, let's go that way. All right, those two Point guys. the other way, man. Yeah, yeah, I know, yeah I know. Try, it, try it again and then there make fun of me. Point. There you go. There we those go. two guys. And, uh, you know, making the Scott Fishbowl today, gotten the announcement the earliest morning. Um, excited to be here. Finally, all three of us are in there and we can uh, dominate this thing. Yeah. I appreciate everything hey, you guys hey, done hey. behind the scenes. No, no problem, man. No problem. You deserve it. 
And that's why the Beastie Boys let us off today. And I, I didn't want to get sued by by playing Paul Revere, the greatest Beastie Boys song of all time, live on the air because you know we don't have the copyright to that. But I'm in the Beastie Boys division. I got the number 10 pick. Nick is in Imagine Dragons. And I was going to make fun of you for Imagine Dragons. <laughs> And then I kind of did a little rewinding to check them out, and uh, a lot better than what I was giving you credit for. Thank so you. It, Thank it's, you. It's not. Thank it's you. not a douchey millennial thing. They're they, pre- they, they rock pretty good. They kick ass. They're man. I'll give you that. Yeah. They, I, they, I, I could they, definitely. The angels, in that, the angels in outfield were good too. Yeah. It's better yeah, than angels. Right. They, they kick ass. No. They kick ass. I know. No. Uh, we put in a request for Andy for pick ten. We'll see if that works out because uh, we figured it would be. A lot of fun content for us to have the same pick and, and be uh, yep. bantering back and forth. Uh, they, our, our guy that uh, won the 100-yard dash, Pigbird, uh, if you're listening, man, what's up? If you're not, I'm going to call Scott and get that pick rescinded. Um, <laughs> he got picked six in Eric Clapton. So we'll, we'll see what Trader Andy gets. you probably get a sign tomorrow or the day after. Uh, but that also ties into my – my victory lap as well it has something to do with the Scott Fishbowl because I'm interacting with a ton of people. Like, you know, I was telling my wife earlier today, like Twitter is a part-time job. It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Like it, it, it really sucks so much. I'm most of the time in a good way, uh, but it, it, it's, it's the amount of interaction between not just the, the, the whole universe of fa- fantasy football, but the guys that were in our, uh, 100 yard dash last week they've been awesome man i, I with all of them over the last week I, I i think only one of or two of them i had had interaction with prior but they they've been awesome and uh the, the one guy Rhett, um his twitter handle let me give it out is at rdt underscore md he actually hit me up today and told me he got an invite today at the same time as andy so that's awesome man i love to hear that yeah. so so as of now two of the 10 from for the run for the roses. And I'm going to, every effort that I put to get Andy in, I'm going to put in to get the other eight guys in. I'm going to check up later on and see if any of them got in. But that's my victory lap for, for this week is, is these guys, man, getting in, man. Stack attack getting <laughs> represented, man. That's awesome. Yeah, it's awesome. All right. So, Nick, let's start crashing burn for this week. Well, something a little negative on such a positive. My uh, my crash and burn was my uh, my weekend in Maine. That first day, I was still sick. <laughs> Did not sleep. Drove uh, eight hours on no sleep, and it was pretty bad. It was brutal. So that's my crash and burn. Wow. <laughs> I, I, I'm I good now. We, I don't think we've ever had a big. I don't think we've ever had a victory lap and a crash and burn that were identical. But I guess here we are. Andy, what yeah. about you, man? You got a crash and burn this week? Yeah, well, my the my crash and burn is my um, energy level right now due to falling asleep around six thirty this morning after a long night in children's hospital and stuff. My son, he's thank God he's good. Uh, hopefully, he'll have a good night tonight. But you know, have no sleep. I had no energy until I heard that rap, and now I got everything back, so it's all good. <laughs> that that was that was some free real life Red Bull for me right there, man. Energy into absolutely, the absolutely. All right. My, my crash and burn is going to be sports related and it's Nick Madrigal. And we'll talk about that more later. Uh, <laughs> brutal. Nick, I, we were having a conversation today and you seem pretty upset. So you, the, the rant is the, the us fired up guys. So I want to hear what Nick's Nick's fired up about something. I want to see, I want to see what you got for me, man. 
I have been a Yankee fan my whole life. The Subway Series was the first one I was truly into. I remember being heartbroken in the Diamondbacks series, losing to the Angels the next year, so on and so forth. The Marlins, the Sox, this team is just, no, they're lifeless. Uh, Boone's got to go. Uh, the, the, the fact that they even fired Girardi is a goddamn joke. Uh, it, it's, it's absolutely terrible. And this guy's coming in here now. I mean, the reason they fired him was what Sanchez was, he was, on, it was hard on Sanchez. And now he's being coddled. The whole team's being coddled. You, you, there has to be a line in the sand where you draw it and you say, that's it. Let's, let's make examples here. Cut somebody, trade somebody, do something, light a fire. There is no fire in this team. This team right now won't even make it. If they're doing, I don't know, are they still doing the extended playoffs this year? With a third, every team makes it? Uh, it, it, it. It's eight. It's eight. eight okay, eight so they'll, they'll make it as like the seven to the eight seed, and they'll get swept. They'll lose immediately. And then they'll go to the offseason and they'll say, oh, what happened? Ah, nothing. All right, let's bring everybody back and let's let's give everybody big contracts. I would tell them all, nope, no contracts. Maybe maybe Judge, maybe Glaber, everybody else go walk. Cut cut Gary in the offseason. Do something. This team is lifeless. It's it's horrible. It's a joke. This fan base is just sitting out back watching the Mets kick some butt. And it's – they got nothing. If it wasn't for Cole, this team would be completely – and then on top of that, Severino got hurt yesterday in his uh, rehab game. So he's he's going to be more backtracked now. We'll be lucky if we see him in September. But they got a fire boom. If Cashman had any dignity right now, he would do it at this very moment. Today's lineup, having Odor bat third was just a joke. Third. He's not even batting 200. Great guy. He's, he's he's a bench player. He's not batting third against Aaron Nola. He's a, he's a great guy, man. Yeah, he's he, a great guy. He took a swing at <laughs> oh, yeah. He took a swing at Bautista <laughs> in the middle of the field. He's a passionate guy. Yeah. <laughs> but they got to do something. This team's going nowhere. And Boston and Tampa are just uh, – Tampa's a quarter of the payroll. And they sold Snell in the offseason, and they're still doing it. So this and team's a joke. And there you go, folks. The evil empire cries again. It's it's a joke. It's what two World Series since two thousand? So what? I got one in my Yankees. entire life. It's the Yankees. Yeah, you buy it's the everything. Yankees. You guys that's, buy that's everything. That's the problem. The it's the expectations are set. You can't you and can't they have not up to it. So people need to lose their jobs. You can't buy anything anymore. No, I'm just saying people need to lose their jobs. And Boone's the first one. I'd cut Gary Sanchez in the offseason. I play Higashioka full time. I think that guy's a stud. I think he's terrible. <laughs> Me too. Me I too. think he's, he's about 180, 180. That's fine. He catches Cole well. He hustles. That's my rant. All right. Well, well, that that that. Like, there was a little bit of energy there, man. I'm proud of you. All right. So back to my beer. Yeah. Back to my beer. We're, we're at the. Uh, we're we're. At, <laughs> so we're we're at the uh the 62 game mark for most teams right now which basically represents the end of the season last year. So my question to you guys, we're all in multiple leagues. I know Andy you're actually in the fewest of the three of us which is a change from the old norm. Um but we're in like a a total of over 40 leagues combined between the three of us. So for all of your teams right now, do you feel like if you're winning, do you feel like you won? Or if you're not winning, do you feel like you're out of it? Because right now, if it was last year, you'd be done. Mm -hmm. So where are your heads at with that compared to last year? I think right now, I mean, 
you know where you stand right now in the leagues. You know if you got to make trades right now. Uh, last year we we talked about it was a sprint. This is a marathon, but there's just so many injuries this year, and a lot of teams just with the injury bug alone know they're standing. Uh, a couple of my leagues are. I've lost Flaherty. I've lost um, John Gray was hurt. I've lost a couple other guys in that league. Kyle Lewis, I can keep going. And I'm just dead last almost in that league. It's just hard to rebound. And even if I get those guys back, at this point, you're a third of the way in. It's an uphill climb. Uh, other leagues where you're up top, you know, like me and Jeff right now, we're up there in uh, TGFBI. So we're sitting we're sitting good. You know, where we know it's a grind and a marathon. But other leagues, if you're hurting right now. You got to make some trades. You got to make moves. See, I kind of feel the opposite. My TGFBI team is kind of running around 30th overall, um, going back and forth between first and second in, in the division. And I, I, I almost feel like it's over. I'm like, I, I, I'm going to keep fighting, but I'm like, this dream didn't happen this year. You know, I ju- I'm going to just miss it. Like, I, I, I feel like my, my ceiling is like 10, and and that's not good enough. Like I said, I'm going to win this whole thing, or I'm going to, or I'm going to lose it, and. You know, in a league that you can't make trades, it is what it is. You know, I kind of feel like I kind of feel like I shot my shot, and and you know, I I'm I'm gonna get the best I can, and it's not gonna be enough. Andy, I know in our home league you got a nice comfortable lead, but you're oh, yeah, you know you you're trying to trying to go at it every every damn minute, and every injury that you get, you're trying to make three trades to make up for it. So how are you feeling overall as far as your chance of winning? Well, I, I like my chances. I'm up there. I'm worried about a, a collapse, which I've done a couple times in the past. So I'm trying to play as if I'm still in the fight. Trying to, you know, I have a 19 point lead going right now, and I just want to keep dominating. And don't I don't want people to even look at it in August. Like I just want to be away with everybody. The the injuries are absolutely killing me. The obliques are killing the whole league. Like I have guys out for months now because of obliques. You know, they got to do a little more abs in the, in the offseason maybe, and they won't get hurt. I don't know. But the obliques are killing me. I have lots of injuries, and I just don't really have a – I can't replace Flaherty right now. He's, he's a monster. I can't I can't do it in that league. So, you know, I just have to be smart and play, play, the, play the numbers. Herb, Herb. All right. I, I want to kind of rewind and go back to the preseason just a, a little tiny bit and, and talk about some of our plans and, and, and you know, the, see how they laid out and, and what's working and what's not. So, Nick, I'm going to start with you. Are, are there any players that you're heavily invested in this year that, that you took across multiple teams that either did work out or didn't work out that you'd like to talk about? Um, I didn't heavily invest in him, but uh, we talked about the last episode with um, Matt Chapman. Uh, he did have a good day last uh, yesterday, I believe it was. So yeah, maybe, yeah. maybe, yeah. maybe he's turning the corner. But I mean, he did have a good game. Uh, somebody I was heavily invested in this season was Dylan Moore. Uh, he just got back from an injury. Um, he still has the speed potential, so he is still worth you know worthwhile. He's almost got ten steals now, but he's batting a buck seventy nine. Um, six homers, twenty one RBIs. I mean. In a points league, kind of useless. In a roto league, it's good for the steals, but I expected him that buck seventy nine to at least be two fifty, two seventy or something right now, but it's just not there. Yeah, heard a- Andy. How do you feel? You, you got uh, any, anybody that you're over invested in that may or may or not have worked out? Well, the first one that we've we've talked about multiple times, right, is uh, on good and bad starts is uh, Eduardo Rodriguez. 
I uh, I'm cutting bait with him all over the place. He has an over he had over six ERA. Uh, I'm done with him. Another guy I was really heavily invested in that just has not done anything yet is Ty France. I actually thought he was going to break out this year. Uh, he's batting you know 240 with three home runs. He's been really crap. Uh, and then Kevin Biggio, we've talked about as well. That was another guy I was heavily invested in getting around like a four to six round pick and for the power and speed at second base. And he's hot garbage. Uh, a couple of guys I knew that were going to break out, two of them being on the Mets, is uh, Marcus Stroman in a contract year. I knew he was going to break out. Got six wins, got a two ERA, you know, great whip. He looks, he's controlling his pitches. He looks healthy. Him and his do rag is doing the job. Uh, and then you got, um, uh, what's his name, uh, Verdugo, who I love, and then Taiwan Walker, who's been a monster with the Mets as well, is a great signing. So, All right, nice. Um, my, my two highest invested players, one good, one bad. Um, obviously, Madrigal is one of them, but we, we won't discuss that yet. Uh, Mitch Hanniger, uh, I, I was getting him. Early in the draft season, I was getting him as my outfielder five, even a utility guy, even bench. And, you know, toward, towards the end of the draft season, he, he was becoming more of like an outfield three. But, I mean, he's sitting here now with, with 16 home runs and 40 RBIs. And, you know, he's batting, I, I think, 255, 257, something like that. Uh, he, he's been a revelation, and he's been saving my team. He's probably going to get traded. Um at some point, hopefully, it's to the, to a better ballpark because Seattle's not exactly a band box. Uh, you know, there's a there's a damn good chance he's on pace for over 40 home runs, and I think it can I think it can stick. I got him everywhere, so I'm pretty happy about that. On the negative end, Nick, I'm surprised you didn't mention this guy. We were super excited about him after about 10 days. Is Adam Eaton? He's just falling yeah. off the face of the earth. You yeah. know, he's he's not even startable now. He's he's batting under 200. He's we thought 194, I believe. Yeah, we've, we we thought at least 15-15, which is usable. Minimum, for minimum, outfielder minimum. number five, utility guy. But he, he's he's not even hitting his weight barely. And, you know, he's he plays maybe – and he's left-handed, so he should be playing almost every day with, mm -hmm. the, with the platoon. But he's playing three, maybe five games at most a week. So he, he's just a detriment to my lineup. I'm moving on from him. Yeah, right. I just wanted Nick, to add. I'll start with I you on the next, the next question. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to add real quick uh, two positive guys. I forgot to mention them. Um, Cedric Mullins, I was very, very quiet on him. And every league I could possibly do it, I was throwing a late for a flyer on him. My boy Nate Lowe threw some flyers on him. He's hot and cold, but he has been showing uh, showing life there. And we'll talk about him later. But Jesse Winker, I took in a lot of leagues too, and he's MVP level almost right now. All right. All right. So we'll go out of order now. Andy, I'll start with you then. So are there any players that you faded completely, no shares, and that now as we sit here today having this conversation, you either regret it or you're grateful that you took a full fade on them? I, I can't actually think of anything offhand. I was I was looking at it like I I do have like I'm in like seven or eight leagues. I have probably one share of every single person out there that I've discussed. So I can't really <laughs> say. I I just wish I had more, uh, more uh things of uh Nick Cassianos. And I, I just knew he was gonna have a monster season that little band box, and I only have like one or two shares, and it sucks. All right. 
Uh, Nick, anyone, any, any fades that, that are biting in the ass or, or that maybe yeah, I, saved you by staying away? I didn't fade them. Um, but I have, I think one share and that was the le- very last draft I did. Uh, it's Vlad. I, I knew he was going to have a big season coming in. I just was never in a position to draft him. And, you know, reading the off season weight loss, the off season progress he was making, mm-hmm. uh, you just kind of knew, mm-hmm. you just kind of knew it was coming. And I just, like I said, I only have one share of him. And it's not even my league. I'm, I drafted for a buddy of mine, and that's the league I, I drafted him in. <laughs> oh, so, Jesus. Hey, at yeah, least you did so. your friend right. Oh, yeah. He's, he's reaping the benefits that's right now. He's got, him and, he's got him and Winker. So he's crushing it. <laughs> right. But, um, yeah, I, I wish right, I had more right, shared than him. I, I hear you. I, I'm, my, I'm in full fade of Alberto Mondesi. Um, <laughs> enough of it. Uh, enough of <clears throat> I, I I got nothing else to say. He's so he's such a negative that he made my Beastie Boys freaking rap, man. That bad. Oh, oh all right. But the, on, the, on the 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 one guy that I'm really upset that I only have in best balls, and I got excited about him is before he even got traded or moved moved. Uh, it was Marcus Semyon. The guy's on fire. He he's almost. Back to where he was when he was a, a, a top five MVP MVP candidate two years ago. Dude's batting freaking 291 in a year where everyone else is batting under 240. Nine stolen bases, 14 home runs. He's just been killing it. We knew that that offense was going to be amazing. Andy didn't stop talking about the Toronto offense. We said at bat second, even if he doesn't, no matter where he goes in the lineup, he's going to be in the middle of something great and have an opportunity to run everything and he's doing it and I have him almost nowhere and I feel like an idiot because I knew it was going to happen so I'm going to give myself the uh, the moron Andy you know, <laughs> give me a moron moron so, that is what it is yeah all right so so, guys, anybody – and Nick, we'll start with you on this one. Any players yeah. that you got blindsided by that you just didn't see coming, whether it's positive or negative, just the performance that they brought forth is not what you expected? Uh, we'll go to the Yankees, DJ LeMahieu. He's not – He's not. I don't know. He's not boosting what he should be doing right now. Uh, I don't know what's going on there, but I got to go DJ. I was very high to me. He was – I mean, in an AL-only league, I took him in the first round. But – um. I have my dynasty league. I don't know what's going on in New York there, but um, usually he's a three three, you know, three thirty, three forty hitter. Uh, right now he's batting two fifty seven. Not it's not him. So I don't I don't know what to say about him right now. What's going on with that? Right. I I remember in the redraft you were taking him in the third round a bit. Yeah. Wow. He was consistent. Uh, he was doing the same thing every year. So you expected didn't expect this at all. Right. Andy, anybody for you? I, I would say in, as a whole, I would say the catcher position. There's a lot of people that are just coming out of the woodworks who have uh, outperformed anything that we thought. Uh, you know, you got your uh, to- Toyota Corolla guy uh, from the White Sox. He's still doing good, and I think he sucks. Um, and then you got the the cat from the Tigers who's just – he's like 30 years old, and he's coming up hitting bombs. Tyler Stevenson, who's one of my favorites. Carson Kelly, I mean, there's a lot of guys that are outperforming what they should have for a position that's really bad. You know, it's been pretty good this year. Not bad, not bad. 
<laughs> All right, I have a couple player, a couple players I got blindsided by. Number one, and both of them apply. The first two apply to Nick. Number one is Cedric Mullins. I didn't see that coming at all. I, oh, I yeah. knew he'd be a oh, great yeah. source for speed, for speed. But a three twenty batting average and and the home runs, I I didn't see that coming at all. So I got blindsided by that. And the other one, I actually traded to you. I thought I was selling high, but. <laughs> I, I, I was a moron. Is Jesse Winker? You know, I moron. I actually have. I call. I can't call him a trade. What? Because I have a lot of shares of him. We were me and Andy were drafting him as like our outfield four because we just wanted it for our fourth outfielder, somebody that was like a like a two seventy average and a, a 20, 21, 25 home run ceiling. You know, he's he's a good, safe player. I, I, I knew what I was getting him, and I figured I was selling high. But Jesus Christ, the guy's still batting three thirty nine. He He's tied for the league lead in home runs. And, you know, I, it, it's a far cry. Like, I almost thought that the numbers that he put up so far would be his entire season. And, the, you know, the, it's there's still so much more to come. So, shame on me. I, I just thought the, the playing time wasn't going to be there either. Initially, and here he is. the The other guy, the other guy that was a big surprise to me, I actually have on my TGFBI team, and that was just me taking advantage of a massive ADP slide and needing a quarter man at the time. Was was uh, Jared Walsh? Uh huh. The guy's been incredible. He actually thir thirteen, uh, actually fourteen, because he hit his he hit a home run this afternoon. Yep, batting like two ninety five. He, he's just absolutely killing it. You know him in in tandem with Otani. Once Trout gets back, that's the middle of a lineup that, that you know Rendon on top of it. You don't want to mess with a lineup, man. Take pitching mm -hmm. and figure it out. The team could be pretty damn good, but they you know they they pitch like a bunch of morons. So oh, I still got the moron flying down there at me. <laughs> I'm going to do that the rest of the day. Anytime I talk, I'll just put moron on the bottom. <laughs> All right. All right. So, so you guys remember back about 10 episodes ago, we did some bold predictions. Do you, do you guys remember the bold predictions that you made? I remember some. Yeah. Some. I, I, well, let, let's talk about the ones you remember, Nick. So let, let's run through uh, <laughs> some of the things that you said and, and – and let let's see what you got right, what you got your what you got wrong. Well, because I don't think Chapman. we really did very well. <laughs> no, I had Matt, I had Matt Chapman ALMVP, moron. Uh, Garrett Cole, I had Cy Young. I still think that's a realistic possibility. Uh, I had you, Darvish. He's actually NL. the Vegas. He's the favorite. Okay, he's in the mix. Uh, Cole Cole is the Vegas favorite right now. Yes. And there we go. Right. He's still in there. And I think I believe I had Mookie Betts as the uh, NL MVP. Ouch. Yeah. 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 That's yeah. far. That's far from over, though, man. Yeah. Yeah. He Jesse can still get into that conversation. Maybe. All right. Maybe. All right. All right. Andy, what do you remember of yours? Uh, I remember Erod being the uh, comeback player of the year. <laughs> Ooh, that was horrible. Uh, I think I had oh, uh, Vlad as the MVP, which. He could win triple crown. Uh, he's definitely been a monster. And uh, he, you know, losing the, the weight, I didn't get enough shares because he just started going way too high. Um, but 
you know, it's a couple of other things. I mean, I, I had DeGrom win the, the Cy Young and, you know, I think filthy, I, filthy. Giolito with the AL MVP, uh, AL Cy Young, and that's probably not going to happen. So, you know, it is what it is. Only predictions. Right. Well, well, my 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 bold predictions. You know, you know, number one was Madrigal winning the 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 batting title. Um, <laughs> Could have happened. I'm not going to take an L on that. Because, I'm not going to take an L on that because he was batting 305. He was heating up, and you know now now he's basically done for the year. So it is what it is. Um, the other one, the one I was spot on with was was our boy Mark Melanson. We, we mm-hmm. call him Melancone lovingly. I said he was good. He at the time we didn't even know if he was going to be the closer. In fact, he was behind in in the eyes of the uh, of the industry. And I said he was going to lead the league in saves, and he's leading the league in saves, man. And he's running away with it. He's got a stranglehold on the job. As long as he stays healthy, he's probably going to take that down. So that's one point for me that I was right. Um, other than that, my my rookie of the year picks, Andrew Vaughn, Cabrian Hayes. I don't think that's going to hit. You know, I, I'm I'm glad for that because Trevor Rogers, hands down, looks like he's going to take that if he keeps up where he's at with a two ERA. Um, I saw Young, not bad. Lance Lynn, Aaron Nola, uh, neither of them are really in contention. Lance Lynn could be. He missed some time. If, if if he stays healthy the rest of the way and keeps popping 10 strikeout games, he could get back into it. But I I, I think uh I think Garrett Cole's got a good healthy lead on him. The one that kind of hurts me a little bit was I, I said that Otani was gonna be the American League MVP, but they won't give him the award because he's on Mike Trout's team. And that he's not going to get the votes needed for that. And I, I, I think I was pretty spot on with that because the dude's the MVP of the league. I, I don't care what Vlad has to say, what anybody else has to say at this point. Uh, Shohei Otani is the best player on the planet, and he does everything 100. And and you know I, I'm in love with it, man. We we have him in an AL only daily league where we could swap him back and forth from from pitcher to hitter every day. And he's just a weapon that that you don't nobody else can match. That he, he's the equivalent of having the superstar at both positions, but you get him for zero dollars in, in one of the spots. It's just amazing. It's it's absolutely incredible. So I I'm going to take it uh, correct on that, even though I said Jordan Alvarez, even he's still in it. He, he's not ruled out. Um, and my other pick was Juan Soto, who's off to a really slow start overall. But you know we'll we'll see. So wrapping it up, wrapping up talking about the the first part of the year. Is there anything that either of you guys kind of learned or reinforced from a strategy or a drafting perspective? Uh, we lost Nick. I'm not sure he took off. Oh, he's back. Come back. Welcome back, sir. Welcome back. I yeah. thought you got sick again. <laughs> no. The, Good to go now. The, the, Blueberry the, beer. This makes for this makes for great radio. <laughs> <laughs> so. So anyway, Nick, we're, we're, we're trying to talk a little strategy. Is there anything that, that you learned from this season, whether it was a draft strategy or, you know, a new format that you learned, anything that kind of stuck out to you that now you feel wiser or that you reinforced your own knowledge from before the season started? Closers. They started slow, but they're starting to, uh, starting to bounce back now. We were heavily invested in on closers early, but, uh, 
you, you get some late round gems. So definitely want to invest in one of those guys towards the end in a two or three legged horse race. At least get one or one of them in there. Yep. All right. Understood. Cool. Um, and Andy, how about you? Anything that you've learned or reinforced so far? Yeah, just uh, fade JT Real Muto, Grandal, and all those other big name catchers. Just wait to the end, and you'll you'll find some cheap gems there, waiver wire gems that can do just as much. You know, Grandal has been hot garbage this year. Everyone's wasting a lot of high picks on those guys. It's just not worth it. Right. For for me, the one thing I learned was. It, you know, we're, we we all have a lot of experience in this, and it's very easy to kind of follow groupthink and whatever. I don't, I I have to just completely throw ADP out the window and just ignore it and just go by my own rankings because I I in most cases I know more than the people that I'm drafting against, and I'm not saying that I'm a slave to ADP that I follow it in any way or I use it as my rankings because I don't. But what I do use ADP for is I kind of think like, oh, I love this guy, but his ADP is 150 and we're only at pick 120. So I could probably get away with it until next round. And, and I got bit in the ass so many times. Get cute. It's like Verdugo yeah. and Chris Bryant were, were two of the big ones that I would have drafted yeah. these guys in round five, five, six, seven. And I'm like, ah, their ADP is way later. I could wait. And then they get sniped on me and I'm pissed. And I, then I'm taking a, a, a you know, a, a plan B, plan C, all that. So, so that's get your, get your guy. Just get your guy. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. You, you said it perfectly, man. Always get your guy. That applies to football just the same. You know, let, let's, uh, let's just keep it moving. And nobody's lo nobody's get, looking at ADP you know, three, four months later. Right. That's how we talked about it last week. If I had Chris Bryant and, and, and Melancon on my TGFBI team, I would be in first place, bar none overall. And I, I'd be uh I I'd be your trend. And instead instead of uh a couple people watching, it'd be a couple million. So here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Andy, any other players you want to discuss before we uh head on out of here? Uh just a, a couple uh rookies who are really uh showing me some stuff. Uh, Meyer Leaguer is actually not rookies. Uh, Nolan Gorman, he uh, actually three home runs yesterday. Uh, he's batting over 300. He cut his uh, uh, K rate down. He increased his walk rate this year, and he's hitting bombs. And another thing that he's doing is he's also playing second base too, which obviously you know they're looking for a future spot for him with Arenado over there at third. So I think he's going to be up here soon. Uh, you know, maybe I don't think ended this year, but. You know, probably mid next year, but he looks really good. Another guy is uh, from the Nationals is uh, Cade Cavallini. He's mm -hmm. uh, got mm -hmm. 71 strikeouts in 40 innings. First round draft choice in 2020 out of Oklahoma. Uh, he's looks like a frontline starter. He's dominating this year. He's going to get moved up soon, and uh, it's going to be horrible to watch him pitch against the Mets. But go ahead. Nick, you got any, any baseball players you want to talk about before I ask you about football a little bit? Nah, not really. Uh, Cade's pretty good. I saw, that, <laughs> I saw his bat line yesterday. He uh, he does look solid. But, um, I mean, I'm just sitting here waiting on the waiver wire. I'm waiting for Brujan. I'm waiting for Franco. Uh, I'm waiting for these guys. I'm even even looking at Nolan Jones. Just guys like that. I'm just waiting for him to come up. You know, Bobby Witt. Um, we can keep going on. 
Jeter Downs. Hopefully, a lot of these guys get you know get a crack at it this year. All right, all right, cool. I got a cool little baseball nugget from today that that I I heard on the radio. This is not my research, obviously. This is pretty deep. So the 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 Blue Jays scored uh, what four million runs today, something like that. 18. So, <laughs> yeah, close so enough. Really, Ryan Weber was was the guy that took the beating on it all. He, he this is this is the team player stat of the year. So he went five point two innings in relief and gave up eleven runs. Okay, it's the first time in eighty years that a relief pitcher gave up thirteen hits, eleven runs, and four home runs in the same game by a reliever. Okay. I will give you a billion dollars if you could tell me the one player that ever did that before. You don't know. His name was Sid Shat. Okay? His name was Shat. That's how I feel about that story. (laughs) Andy, Andy, before I ask Nick about some football stuff, um, any throwback player for us this week? I know that's something you're really focused on talking about, all right? Absolutely, and I'm getting a lot of feedback from uh, people uh, reaching out to me on Twitter trying to talk about people. So one, this is going to be one that was close to my heart. When I was a a young Mets fan before the Yankees were anything uh, big in the 90s, uh, we had the Mets. And uh, I was uh, in the 80s. We got our first World Series, only World Series I've ever been since I've been alive. And uh, there was a guy that came up in the late 80s. He was the savior of the Mets, Greg Jeffries. I love that guy. I actually followed everything he did. Uh, he used to swing a bat in the pool to increase his bat speed, and that's what I did. So I jacked every uh, inside fastball I got. Uh, and he was crap when he came up with the Mets. He, he did okay, nothing great. He wasn't the savior. And then he goes to the Cardinals and uh, in a couple other teams in 1993. He had one of the most magnificent years I've ever seen. He batted 342. Had a 408 on base percentage, 16 home runs, 83 RBIs, 83 runs, and 46 stolen bases. It was, I couldn't believe when I saw those numbers because he didn't come up as like a really fast guy, but he was a smart base runner. And that was a monster year in 1993. So that's what I got. Nice. Nice. It's a different game these days, man. It, you know, the, the, the game's played uh, above the rim now instead of below the rim. So we're, we're never going to see performances like that again. I, I mean, I know you thought Mondesi might do it, but it, it ain't going to happen. It's, it's yeah, just not there. <laughs> All right. All right, Nick. Uh, what's going on with football, man? I, I've been a little out of the loop other than uh, getting involved with, with, with the community on the Scott Fishbowl, man. A- any news to break to us? I just saw today um, ESPN reported the Jets asked Crowder to take a 50% pay cut. I think I saw somebody post today he's going in the 70s, like wide receiver 70s in best ball drafts. He's, he, I don't think he's going to make the team. That's a steal. He goes to Detroit. He goes anywhere. He's getting 100 targets. He's 27 years old. I love that guy. Love him. Mm-hmm. So I don't Is think he he's 27 years old still. I believe he's 27. And I posed the question, Crowder for Ertz, who says no? I love that. Who says no? Wow. That's, that's, that's I like that. Hey, we'll even pay some well, of his hopefully salary. Hopefully your coach saw it. We'll, we'll pay a couple. We'll pay a little bit of his salary. I'll yeah. do that. Yeah, you don't have to cut the check. Yeah. 
we'll, we'll pay the Jets will pay I don't know three four five million out of the deal, and we'll take Ertz. That'd be awesome. We'll see. All right. What 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 else you got? Anything else going on in the world of football? Julio Julio is uh, traded. Rogers mm-hmm. still hasn't reported, so everything's quiet. Yeah, um, Scott Fishbowl. We're all pick ten. We're mocking away at pick ten. Uh, I keep seeing Aaron Rodgers fall there, and it's just got got a pass right now. He's he's drawing that hard line in the sand, and they're they're talking of Jordan Love. They're saying how he is uh, he's got Mahomes skills, and that bluff's not working. They they know. They know he's not that level. Right. They're a four and twelve team with that so, Rogers. So so let's talk let's talk about that uh th- that number ten pick. Let's do it real quick. What mm-hmm. what have you seen from from your uh your mock drafts? Because I know you did a couple already. I mean, I, I started one today that that I went I went Kelsey Quan and I'm like, oh, that's pretty nice, but it's, in, it's in a temp- tight end premium, but I don't know what's gonna happen with quarterback, but it's tempting to go running back, running back, because you could walk away with Derrick Henry or um, and Jonathan Taylor, but um, you got to get that quarterback. But that third round reversal is also nice. Um, if you take because that third round reversal, we're looking at Aaron Jones, we're looking at Austin Eckler still sitting there, so we're looking pretty right there. Um, so I mean, looks like taking a quarterback one or two and pairing with the running back is the uh, the way to go, and then just take the running back in the third, and then go you know your tight end quarterback from there. What quarterback do you think will be right. there at ten? A 10, uh, maybe Dak. Uh, Russell Wilson will definitely be there. Rodgers, but, I mean, Tom Brady will be there. But, I mean, by July 5th, we're still not going to have an answer on Aaron Rodgers. So he's going he's gonna to get faded, yeah. and it's going to be interesting to see where he goes. ADP is going to be all over the place on him. See, I, I'm a little more inclined if I'm not going to get Dak in the first round at 10 that I, I'm going to wait till the second round <coughs> and hope for Ru- Russell Wilson at that point. Um, yeah. The consolation, the consolation prize might be Trevor Lawrence or Joe Burrow, which is scary. It will be. It will but be. I, I, you know, th- that that's the thing with the Scott Fishbowl. There's 1,900 teams this year, so you got to shoot your shot and mm-hmm. got You got to take some risks. You know, like yeah. like I'd love yeah. to get Kels- Kelsey in the first. Cause that's my guy, so I might as well plant my tree there. Um, but but yeah, it's I it, it's it's all league dependent, you know. The 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 mock that I'm doing, the first six picks were were uh, were all quarterbacks, and CMC went ninth, and I was ready at tenth. Wow. Like, well, I, I, I mean, took um, I took Kyler Murray last year at the what was it, the end of the second round, two twenty three, I believe it was. No, you at, you took him in the third. The third round, three hundred two. I took him. Third. You took him in the third. He went. He went Mahomes, Eckler, Kyler Murray. He went went number six overall. Right. He went number six overall. So so that 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 might be the answer of what we got to find is who is that player in the third round? Whether it's a quarterback, maybe a maybe the tight end. That's really a Scott Fishbowl first round talent. So that we get mm-hmm. two first round picks like you did last year, and, and that's and why I have a made the playoffs. Season. That's right. how I make the playoffs. You find that sleeper. Uh, we got we got to yep. we got to dive into that. Yep. All right. Cool. All right. Um, hey, you guys got anything else you want to talk about before we head on out of here? Uh, the one thing I do want to remind everybody: 
you know, we're talking about our charity of the week. It is still this week. I, you know, I, I, we didn't do too much to promote the fact that we were moving to Sundays for a couple of weeks. So, you know, we're kind of still in the same week as last. So it's the same charity of the week. It it's Eric Legrand's um, walk to believe. And um, if you look at the screen right now, it, and I actually, I read it in case anybody's listening. It's awtb21.fundraise, without a D, dot org. And they're up to, I believe it's like $35,000 or something like that owned, uh, raised. So please, guys, that's our charity of the week. We did great with the uh, American Heart Association last week. Next week's Father's Day. So we will have another charity to talk about uh, and introduce and, and promote for the whole week. We will be live on the air next Sunday at 7.30. Um, it is Father's Day. I can't promise you our, you know, inebriation level as we celebrate the day with our kids and our, our fathers. Um, but we're going to be here for you. And I, I don't care if there's three people watching live or 300. We're going to be here. Um, so that said, guys, you know, Nick, you got anything intelligent to say before we get out of here? I got nothing. It's Sunday. <laughs> Nick's going, going hard at Nick's Nick's going hard on those blueberry beers, man. Yeah, I'm going to sleep early tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I drove I drove for 16 hours these past three days. It, it hurts. <laughs> yeah, man. You you need to get some sleep, dude. Um, and blueberry beer. Andy, you what do you what do you got for me, man? Um, I'm just I'm just up there appalled by I'm just appalled by uh that shirt down there. Oh my god, that shirt's ugly, man. Every week it gets I got worse another, and worse. the one for Nick. I got to talk to your wife about getting to the quick so we can, we can be done with it. I got a whole collection, yeah. my dude. <laughs> All right, <laughs> guys. Me, neon one. Yeah, I got neon. We, we, we'll be there. Um, All, right. All right, guys. He's at, and I, the pointing, I still can't get down. At and Mimi, at AMAC22NJ. I'm at JTrella20. Trevor, thanks for all you do. We appreciate you. Even though you're not here today, you're at work, and I failed with my own production this time. But I appreciate it anyway, man. Let's take us out of here, man, guys. Peace out. Thanks for everything. Morning,